My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to my Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Robert Marshall, PhD, CSPM, PMP, and adjunct professor at SNHU. In part one of our interview, Robert and I discuss project management, including the planning process, tracking, and scheduling. Dr. Robert Marshall is a certified senior project manager, a certified project management professional, a subject matter expert, and peer reviewer for multiple organizations, including the Project Management Institute, the International Project Management Association, and more. He's also an adjunct professor at Southern New Hampshire University. Suffice it to say, Dr. Marshall knows a lot about project management. We invited him on the podcast to distill some of the knowledge to our end user audience. At the end of the day, a technology project needs to be managed just like everything else. You need to plan, schedule, manage, adjust, and unify the project. Meanwhile, you need to gather metrics and more to show that the project is on schedule and still viable. Dr. Marshall is here to help you accomplish all of your goals throughout the project. We walk through the project management process from the very first stages. He explains the need for focus during the planning process and offers some tips and advice for planning. He advocates for the need to track everything that is happening, from quantifiable data to more general anecdotes that show progress. He also offers some advice on programs to help track. We then discuss the schedule and timeline. Again, Dr. Marshall gives advice on how to create a schedule and explains the program he uses to track the schedule and why he uses it. Finally, we discuss waterfall and agile project management techniques. Dr. Marshall breaks down each strategy and gives pros and cons for which you should follow. He offers his own suggestion as to what works best, but you'll walk away with an understanding of both strategies. This interview is long and expansive, almost 50 full minutes of details and advice on project management best practices. Therefore, we've split it up into two parts. The first you can hear today, and the second will be available next week on My Tech Decisions podcast. Don't miss it, and enjoy the first part of the interview. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Robert Marshall, an adjunct professor at Southern New Hampshire University. Robert, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you. The reason that we brought uh, Dr. Marshall onto the program is because he is a CSPM. He's a PMP. He is a someone who has a ton of experience with project management across multiple industries. Uh, He is a subject matter expert for multiple publications, and we're really happy to have him on to kind of discuss 
project management in general and specifically when it comes to implementing uh, technology. So to that end, uh, Dr. Marshall, how important is the planning process when it comes to implementing technology? What should project managers consider at the very beginning when planning their project? Sure. So, uh, Jonathan, uh, as you can imagine, uh, planning is is extremely important, and and I would say it's the most important uh, thing that any project manager uh, can do and needs to do. And we we know it's important. Um, well, there's there's many telltale signs of why it's important. If you take a quick look at uh, the Project Management Institute's guidebook, which they call the PMBOK, um, you'll, you'll see that planning as a process group is the, the heaviest process group of all of, of all of the groups. And what I mean by that, there are more uh, sub-processes, if you will. There are many more things uh, that a project manager should do and is responsible for doing within the planning area. And so just from the sheer weight of um, planning that the PMBOK uh, places on it, we know it's important. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. I mean, uh, you know, you can look at the, the more scientific research that's explored things like planning, uh, especially planning with respect to project success. Um, this is something that's always interested me it uh, interested me and uh, something I've studied as well. And um, the consensus is among researchers uh, is that planning um, that process uh, is highly correlated with project success, typically in the range of, uh, say, 0.5 to 0.6. And for those of you that are interested in, in stats, you'll know immediately um, that 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 range, that number range, 0.5 to 0.6, is uh, considered um, uh, positively correlated. So what you can infer from that is that the more planning you do, the better planning that, do, that, that, that a PM does, uh, the more likely their project is uh, to be successful. So, um, so that's sort of a scientific look at it, but there's also a practical kind of a practical aspect of how we know planning is important. And, and you see it in the, the lessons learned that uh, many, many project managers are willing to share. Not all project managers want to share lessons learned. Uh, you know, for many of us, it's hard to air our, our dirty laundry, so to speak. But, you know, there are a lot of lessons learned out there. And, um, what what you find in IT projects is that uh, for projects that have struggled, for projects that have failed, uh, always near the top of the reasons uh, is lack of planning or inadequate planning. So from a practical standpoint, from a statistical standpoint, uh, and from every other standpoint, uh, all of it uh, points to the fact that, in, that planning is, is super, super important. Um, I've probably uh, said enough about that, but you know some considerations. Um, let me give you a, a few of the obvious ones. Uh, these are things that project managers can can find quickly on the internet. But I'd also like to share a couple of 
less obvious ones that I've come to appreciate over the years. So the obvious ones are um, in planning, you know, you want to involve the top management, right? You know, getting getting the executive buy-in on any project is very important. Uh, you don't want to be out there working on a, a, a large effort and not have the support uh, of your leadership. So, so involve them in the planning is a good thing, obviously. Uh, another another one is you know documenting the requirements. You, um, you find that often in in uh, projects that have struggled uh, in that uh, you know the project team, the project manager didn't fully understand the requirement, and so taking the time to plan it, taking the time to document it, it is critical. That way, you really know that you understand. Um, some other things like the change control process, you know, you want to make sure you've thought that through and have that um, together. And maybe the last thing I'll say about about planning uh, that, you know, things that most folks know and, and find this as a refresher, and that's that you, you typically want to plan uh, what we call from the bottom up. And, and so what this means is you know, find find the people who are going to do the work, um, get their ideas on what the work looks like, how long it's going to take, um, how much it's going to cost. The people that do the work are the ones that know it best. And so, you know, it's good to get middle managers involved, but they're removed from it and don't always have the uh, the true sense of what it takes, and the higher they go up the chain, you know, the further removed they are from the work, and the, the less accurate uh, your planning is going to be. So, so start from the bottom and work up is always a, a good way to do it. Couple of things I want to share with with everyone that maybe are less obvious. The first one is never ever jump into a project. I mean, even if you've done the same thing a uh, hundred times before, and, uh, and it happens because in IT, one project tends to look like another, but no two projects are ever the same. Either the client's going to be different, uh, the client's position, their interests, their priorities, their sensitivities, um, particularly uh, around risk, they're all different. And so uh, while it may look the same, it definitely won't be identical. And so knowing that uh, before you before you jump in, you know, do the due diligence, um, work through the planning process, um, and, and if you just put it through its paces, uh, you're going to you're going to be happy you did uh, once you get underway. The other thing I, I, I've learned over the years that I wanted to share about, uh, and this is particularly true with IT projects, but true of all projects, and uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit conceptual, but let me let me kind of give it a shot. So um, the way I like to describe it is, you know, when you're planning and also when you're you know working your project, pay attention to the intersection. Right, I mean, it's something that we've heard, you know, ever since we were probably school children walking to school. Our, our parents told us, you know, you know, pay attention at the intersections. Well, it's it's true in projects as well. 
and you know just as a just by way of analogy um you know you think about intersections on our on our roadways and highways um just some quick stats right so 50% of all serious traffic accidents happen at intersections um 20% of all fatal collisions happen at intersections. So intersections pose a lot of risk, right? Um, and now you're asking, well, what does that have to do with project management? Well, okay. So you've got a project, you know, and um, let's say, you know, it's an IT project and you have um, lots of uh, equipment and modules and uh, user devices, end user devices. You know, you might have server farms, you know, backup power, whatever it is. I mean, all the components that go into building a network, uh, not to mention, you know, cabling and, um, you know, and, and, and jacks and all those kinds of things. So um, when you begin to install this, you will run into intersections. And so, for example, you know, where your system integrates with building power, the building power. That's an intersection, right? So how is that going to work? I mean, is there going to be power in the room that you're going to connect your um, servers to? How about cabling, right? So, you know, the cabling that you um, install is going to intersect with the pathways or the ducts or the conduits that have already been laid out for you. How is that going to work? I mean, is there enough room, right? So these are these are what I call intersections where your work touches the work that's already been done by other uh, other folks. Even when you connect um, carrier services to your network, right? You've got to have those trunks. You know, what protocols are you going to use? You know, what um, cable pinouts? are necessary. So again, this is an intersection and um that's typically where you're going to find uh issues. Your work alone in a vacuum will be done beautifully, it will be done right, um very little uh, problems along the way, but where where your work uh touches and intersects with other folks' work um, that's where that's where the issues issues will be. So if you can kind of think along those terms and plan for those terms, uh, plan for those things, then um, you'll be able to really eliminate you know eighty or ninety percent of the issues before you even um, have to deal with them. So, uh, boy, that's a that's a long uh, answer to that question, Jonathan. But just some things off the top of my head that I I, I really like to share. Uh, I'll leave it. I'll leave it with this. So, how do you how do you know when you planned enough? I get that question a lot. Um, planning is important. We got it. So, how do you know when you've planned enough? Well, understand what planning really is. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not an exercise to end up with a glossy document. You know, a project management management plan. That's that's really not the objective. Planning is done for understanding, right? So you plan so that others around you and yourself as a PM have a complete and accurate understanding of all aspects of the of the work. So you know you've planned enough when everyone on your team 
knows what's to be done, you know, when it's to be done, what their role is, when their role starts, how their role is measured, how their role and work integrates with others, um, all of these things. And when your team members and the folks that are uh, stakeholders of your project, when everybody understands, then you've planned enough. Um, Jonathan, I hope I didn't take too much time on that question, but I just had had those thoughts off the top of my mind. No, it's it's, it's an expansive topic, and it requires you know an expansive explanation. So uh, there's a lot more to talk about, even. So so let's move on to past the planning process. Now we are into the project and we need to keep track of things. What should project managers be tracking throughout the project and how should they keep track of everything that's going on? Right. So, uh, Jonathan, tracking, tracking is interesting. Um, you know, looking at it, it's really the flip side of planning. I mean, you can't have one without the other, right? And, and in many ways, yeah, they, they really are. It's the, it's the other side of the coin. Um, I think the bottom line is you you have to track everything and you have to start at the very beginning. If you don't, it'll be very difficult to go back and try to retrace your steps. Um, the the best place to start is with what um, you know what project managers and and everyone will be familiar with this. What we call the triple constraint, right? So the triple constraint is um, the, the three things that drive all projects, which are the scope, the work that's to be done, the schedule, right, the time that we have to do it, and the money, the budget. How much money do we have uh, set aside for the project? So as a minimum, you know, we have to track those things from the very beginning. But that's not all. I mean, if, if you're talking about, um, you know, an IT project, you know, I typically like to measure stakeholder satisfaction along the way. You know, how confident are you that we're doing our job? I mean, I try to take the pulse of the the the, the client. Um, I like to track trouble calls that come in. Any anything that is relevant to the project and is a good indicator of how we're doing. Those are the things I like to track. So you can't. I mean, you can overtrack because it does take time, but um, but start with a triple constraint, but add in anything else that you you can possibly add in to help you kind of round out your your metrics. Um, so the easiest things, you know, everybody knows uh, how to count money. So you know, we've got to count the budget. We've got to count how much we're spending on resources, how much we're spending on materials. Um, we track all that. Uh, scheduling, you know, we can track the hours and days. That's that's pretty easy to do, and we'll talk a little bit uh, more about that. Um, what I find interesting, um, and, and this happens all the time, uh, it's trickier. Believe it or not, it's trickier to track scope. I think people people struggle with that. Project managers struggle with that, and um, so you know, when I ask when I ask uh, project managers that have worked for me to uh, share with me their, you know, their, for example, their project schedule, which which is uh, 
you know everything that needs to be done work-wise, right? So those are the the work components we're going to track. What I typically get from them is, you know, it, it kind of looks like a laundry list of uh, activities, and um, you know you'll see things like, you know, um, you know implement this or design that. Install this, test that, prepare this, integrate that. I mean, all of these things that are essentially the start of something. Um, and, and, and interestingly enough, and, and this was an aha moment for me years ago, they're all verbs. They all start with verbs, right? So, you know, implement this, design that. They're all sort of uh, verbs, uh, and they represent the start of something. That's that's fine, but those are all inputs. What I look for and what I track, uh, in addition to some of the inputs and activities, I track results. And, and because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters, right? It, it, results matter. So what I do is make sure that in any schedule, you know, while I have a few of the inputs, some of the ones that are important. I switch from verbs to nouns, and so yeah, you'll appreciate this. I, I track things like requirement documents, cable test records, for example, or uh, test certification documents. So I, I, I track when these documents, these documents represent all of the other verbs and all the other activities that went into it, but they are the culmination of all that work, and they represent completion. So, so when I track uh, the scope of a work, I try to, 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 to design it and track it so that I'm, I'm measuring the actual results, which, which is going to give you a much clearer picture uh, of how far you've come and how much work you still have left to do. So um, how do you do that? Uh, gosh, you know, I've been in this business a long time. When I started, there there weren't many uh, software applications. Now I look on the Internet and there's, you know, dozens upon dozens of, of apps that you can get for scheduling and tracking and things like that. Uh, I've not explored a lot of the new ones um, simply because the old standbys work just fine. Um, I use a combination of MS Project and uh, Excel, right? So Project does a great job at scheduling uh, your work, right? It's it's a great uh, robust calendar, if you will. I mean, it does a great job with that. But I but I limit it to that. I use it for for schedule planning and schedule tracking. When it comes to money. Uh, you can't beat Excel for managing your project finances, your project budget, um, you, you know, especially using the pivot tables and slicers. You can get any number of different views quickly and accurately uh, when it comes to money, and everybody knows money is important. So that's kind of how I do it. I, I use a combination of project and Excel. And um, just to reiterate, I, I, I focus on results. Uh, when I track scope, it, it, you know, focus on the nouns, if you will. And I'll, I'll one last thought, and I'll just leave this um, with uh, with you. Uh, 
you know, tracking is essentially, it's a counting exercise, right? You're counting hours, you're counting dollars, you're counting resources, you're counting uh, work, work completion. It's a counting exercise. But there's an old adage that says, project managers that don't count very soon won't count. Uh, so something to keep in mind. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening and good luck with all of your installations and implementations.